and welcome to the Popcorn Junkies. Junkies. We're doing a very different thing here with the Avatar, the way of water, uh, the way of sparkling water. The way of sparkling water. Um, in that, insofar as we are going to, I haven't seen it and I have no plan to see it because quite literally I don't have enough time when to, to spend three and a half hours plus adverts and trailers four hours plus all the hullabaloo of getting there so I, I literally can't and the other reason is quite uh, a sort of fair reason I think is that I didn't like the first film and I don't really want to just go and see this and batter it mm -hmm. given that I'm not an aficionado of I'm an aficionado of the genre of sci-fi and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff but not this no. I'm not part of the ilk that likes it. So it would be, I think, almost unfair for yeah. me to go in yeah. and start smacking the hell out of it when it, it just isn't my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, but what I thought we would do, Nanny Dye has gone to see it. How did you find the experience of simply sitting in a cinema for three and a half to four hours? Well, considering that I went into the wrong screen, into a 3D screen, and then had to come out and start all over again. So you again. didn't see it in 3D or IMAX? No, I didn't in the end. Oh, I had right. to walk out of that screen. But altogether, I, the whole cinematic experience took about six hours. But okay. forgetting that, so this was three and a half. It was mind-numbingly boring. Wow, OK, well, then you can turn off, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What Mind-numbingly boring. Well, look, I can remember my feelings about the first film were that I felt that however beautifully rendered the CGI could be, mm. There was no escaping the fact that it was beautifully rendered CGI. Yeah. Which in and of itself is technically interesting. Mm. But however good the world building is, which is what a lot of people are going on about, is the world building, the world building. Mm. We were having a conversation about this yesterday. Mm. I don't think you can endeavour to build a whole world mm. in one film, let alone two films, where there are so many sort of similarities between the two. I mean, I, I just found it unengaging. The first, I'm only talking about the first one. I found it unengaging and unemotionally interesting. Yeah. So would you say that this film differs from that? No, I say it's exactly the same. <laughs> but even more so because in the first film, what you'd got were humans for a great long period of time. Well, what yeah. you have in this is just blue people with no expressions at all. Right. Okay. So, I mean, there's one, one human and he's irritating and only in it for about... Oh. An eighth of the time. Okay. Um, all, look, all the way through this, guys, if you're Avatar fans, I am genuinely wanting to know what it is that makes it so good for you or you know, it makes makes it so enjoyable for you because obviously it's doing incredibly well at the box office. It's heading and charging along towards possibly, you know, getting close to its, you know, its its position, the original film's position of for a while, one of the highest grossing films of all time. So, so it's picking and it's picking up momentum. It's it's week it's on week hold. Else is, to is see. There is that, there is that. It's timing is perfect and it's also been released in China. I mean, let me just say that in my 15 screen, it's a 15 screen cinema. Mm. It was on in 14. On I the guess they can only do two or three screenings in each screen because yeah. of course the, the duration exactly okay so if also, you have just made a mistake then because when i'm saying humans i'm talking about the actual tribes themselves but they were humans in terms of the scientists and the people that go in yeah because that was the bit of the first one that i found yeah, most enjoyable yeah. was the real action stuff yeah not not stuff. much but in terms what of... do you find about the cgi technology of apparently you can really see that zoe saldana is acting no, you and can't. I heard a lot of that about the first one. And I, I didn't get it. I, no, I just wasn't can't. getting it. I can't help but feel that this is... And I've got nothing against blue people or, or, or the fact that they're blue or, mm. or even if you can't see their every expression, if there's something else to latch onto. Mm. What they're saying, for example. Ecology next... and all that kind of stuff? Not... No, oh. absolutely not. I mean, people have actually talked about how beautifully rendered the sort of lichen and underwater plants are. I mean, I don't feel one's going to, to see a film for that subject. No, and also somebody said, and I don't know who said this, but it, as I read it, I thought that is very true. 
There was a guy who did LP covers in the 60s and 70s called, was it somebody Dean? And there were all these waving sort of lichens and and, yeah. and enemies and stuff. And he did, he did LP after LP after LP. It was just like that. And the thing is, we all got sick of it then. Right. And I got sick of it in this film where, where they were given a bit of movement, but... I think it always goes, for me, it, it sounds like it always goes back to this idea that, yes, it's fine to be immersed in a world, but you've also just got to have a bloody good story. Exactly. And also, don't forget that there isn't... I mean, I, I went to see this thinking, not wanting it to be, but thinking that it was practically all underneath water. It's not. It's only the last quarter that's underneath water. Right. So in that respect, I mean... Where but, I mean, you get... do, were you getting a sense that the actors had actually hurled themselves into tanks of water and swum underwater and nearly drowned to perform the... Sort of, it's that kind of CGI, a bit like the Polar Express did badly, or you mm, know, mm. it was one of the first to do it, where they sort of assign the animation to the facial features. You know, they, the, the actors are actually acting, and then they put the animation over. The, you, did that give it a richness? Were you even aware of that? No, you did. I did feel at times that actors were actually doing clever things in water. Right. I don't know how I thought that, but mm. something Maybe must the have been body movements. And stuff, yeah, 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 but not for long enough, or or. Could I care enough, you know, mm. to actually be taken over by that? Mm. No. Well, what I thought I'd do is I thought I'd throw some Rotten Tomatoes top line top okay. lines from some of the reviews. Okay. And you can see whether you agree or you can knock them out of the park or you can embrace them or whatever. Okay. The first, just one final thing I would like to say, because it kind of struck me that I, I feel this quite strongly from our conversation earlier. For me, successful world building isn't about the vast expanse of the world you set out to represent in one film. No one film should ever attempt to establish an entire universe. That's impossible. Um, and I think the way Star Wars has managed to do it really well is that it's done it incrementally across time. Mm. So that the universe within which these stories are happening, the imagination of the viewer is allowed to expand it somewhat. Now, you could argue that that's the case with this because it's, what, 10, 13 years since the first film? Yeah. But my worry is, is that James Cameron tries to put everything in. And, and by putting everything in, that's what I felt with the first one, there's so much sort of meticulous detail and stuff that, like a computer game, it was more like a computer game than it was a film or a world even. Yeah. And I sometimes think that the problem with uh, Lord of the Rings that was on Rings of Power on Amazon, it was really interested in the landscape and everything else, and it wasn't interested in the micros microscopic stories of people. No. Um, and I think Star Wars does it. You know, he didn't. He took. He took the universe. He created the universe in bite-sized chunks. Whereas this, I just. I just wonder whether it tries to be too big. And but, that's yeah, part I mean, of its shtick. Is we're big and this is big and we're. Yeah. I mean. I mean. Not that it's giving anything away, but the, but I mean, the plot is. I mean, they're they're forest people and they have to leave and go to the. Sea and so become sea people. Yeah, so so they have to leave to go because people are coming chasing them. Yeah. So they have to leave, and so you get forest people learning to be sea people, and that's where all the stuff comes of right. learning to swim underwater and, yeah, and yeah. all of that business. But um, you weren't emotionally engaged. Not emotionally engaged at all, and it becomes a problem when I'm not asking for standing in the aisles and killing myself laughing. But there's got to be something about it that's vaguely. Not comic, but that makes you smile. Or that where they you is think it quite that earnest? Like, it, it, there is not one joke in it. Oh, right. There's not there is one joke in it, but that's all. And um there's nothing actually in it. I mean, you know how easily I gasp at things that are amazing yeah. that happened on screen. I was in that cinema for two hours before I gasped. Wow, what at the amazingness of it. At the amazingness of something that had happened. Wow, on so he'd spent probably by two hours in, he'd spent the best part of almost two hundred million dollars. Yeah. To not even get a gasp. Not even get a gasp. Wow, James Cameron. Okay, well here's some top lines. So 
This is a green, if it's a green tomato, it means the critic has splatted it. Uh, and if it's obviously a red tomato, oh, it means right. that they, they like it. Yeah. So first one's a green tomato. There are definite problems of logic and lechery, despite gorgeous visuals. That's without addressing the problems of the white savior narrative. Yeah. Will you get yeah. anything about the white savior narrative? Well, only in the sense that it's white saviors coming to save them. Yeah, right, but okay. that's right at the end. And so that's distinctly sort of troubling perhaps troubling a troubling detail i mean i suppose it's about is it all about that kind of um you know what's it called uh native sort of native oh no i know what i know what they're saying but to be honest to be concerned about that when the whole thing that is, doesn't come to until the end when the whole thing is so yeah. deadly you almost want them to come in at the end to, to, <laughs> to just get the get them yeah, out and might end save it. you or not <laughs> <laughs> okay this one is a red tomato it says pure cinematic visual magic the way to wonder no, it's not. What can I say? No, it's, it? not. no it's not. Um, someone else says, Cameron, is, this is a green tomato. Cameron's blurring the lines between over-earnest after-school special and bombastic action flick distinctly unsuited to the former's target audience. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I didn't like the first one very much. I was totally unmoved by it. But this, I don't remember, and it's a long time ago, but I don't remember being as bored as what I was. What kept you in the cinema? The first time. No, this time. This time. That's sore, a very good question. Legs. No, 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 but once I've done two hours, I hate the idea of walking I know what you mean. I'm like that with a book. I can't put yeah. a book down unless I finish yeah, it. Yeah. Um, this one says, be that as it may, there's no getting around the fact that Way of Water's dramatic foundation is leaky. I like that sort mm -hmm. of analogy there. Mm -hmm. Then again, you're not supposed to notice that. Cameron provides distractions of plenty. But basically, the, that's, a green, that's a green tomato. He's saying that the dramatic foundation is leaky at best. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, you've, because you've got this tribe going to this other tribe where they're uh, and then there's a sort of battle of who, mm. of whether the new tribe, the old tribe will let them into the new tribe. And then you have the kids of both tribes who don't really get on with each other. And one who sort of tries to bully another. It's, it's normal stuff, but without any clarity mm. or without any sort of um, expression or without, I mean, no, it's, it's cartoon stuff. It's literally... Right. But I've seen cartoons with more expression. Right, okay. This green tomato says, the filmmaking craft may be mostly astonishing, but the craft must always, always be in aid of a compelling story populated by compelling characters. And that's not the case here. It is certainly not the case here. But that's exactly how I would have described the first one. So which yeah. leads me to the question, so Avatar fans, what do you make of that accusation? What do you make of the suggestion that it doesn't have a compelling story filled with compelling characters? I mean, when me and Maddie did the review of uh, Wakanda Forever, we talked, I think, a bit in that review about how compelling, actually, we found the underworld. Is it Nab Nabbles or Namals? Namals. Naboos. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, but the, that underground, the underwater kind of community. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I'm even beginning to think I prefer Aquaman to Avatar. I mean, this film is coming with a lot. The, one of the things that annoys me about these films is, and I actually find the duration of this a real barrier mm. to wanting to even see it. I find it arrogant. Mm. I find it sort of presumptuous mm. i find it sort of self-indulgent and it's like i almost see it as an act of rebellion to stick my finger up at it and go do you know what i'm not willing to give you four no. hours on your bloated 250 million dollar film well that is exactly what i started to feel and i don't think by that i would be on my own i just can't believe i would because yeah. you start i started off willing to give it everything and then as it went on just staying as boring giving me nothing that i could get my teeth into just um I mean, the only thing that one can... that There's a whole extended sequence at the end, which I suppose is the whole third of the end of the film, 
which is sort of um, the Titanic moment where the thing that the scientists are in is taken down into the way. And, and I mean, he has the whole thing of something going down and it being, I mean, it's an amazing spectacle. Mm. Whatever they took down into the water was an amazing mm. spectacle. But I mean... But not. But what you're saying is not an amazing spectacle in service of a, an emotional story no, that you care about. No, no. And I mean, you only cared because... You, know, you were sat in a chair watching it. And you could see who these people were for five minutes. Right, OK. Yeah. Um, another green tomato. It's not that this is a bad movie, it really isn't. It just felt utterly soulless. Utterly soulless. It attempts to create something profound thematically and narratively falls short. And the band of characters, sadly, just aren't that interesting. No, that's But it does look good. True. I didn't even think it looked good. Wow, that's good. <laughs> Uh, someone else says a thundering bore of a film yeah i would agree with that entirely. um but then there's lots and lots of red tomatoes saying it's more than you could possibly imagine uh memorable world building no. um no, it would be missing the point to call the proceedings indulgent to the point of self-infatuation it's kind of what we call it apparently he's built a new world from the remix bits of this one and he seems determined that we should not simply visit pandora but that we should live in it no, that's nonsense. Actually, I have to say that is real nonsense. Uh, state of the art, green tomato, state of the art special effects and revolutionary underwater cameras can't hide the fact that this film is basically the same movie as the original, with just more blue people, some who are slightly green Greener. now, that get on your last nerves. Absolutely true. Yeah. Um, let's just go through another. Uh, there are microscopic moments with humans, but it all looks like a computer game for the majority of the it's, film. I mean, you said computer game earlier, and I mean, I don't, I've never played a computer game, but all the ones I've seen advertised, that's exactly what it looks like. Computer game. Right. I mean, I suppose I've heard so many people say that this is almost a retread of the original film that it makes me feel vaguely qualified to even express my opinion on it because presumably it does pretty much a lot of the same things. I haven't even been able to see from the trailers that I've watched any massive progression in tech or CGI technology from the first to this. No, no. I mean, I mean, I'm not an expert on CGI no, neither, at all, neither, neither but, 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 but it didn't strike me as that wonderful at all. I mean, mm. I mean, it wasn't. I wonder if I wonder if the target audience really is, uh, uh, you know, male and female computer game junkies yeah. who like that, you know. And I have to say, I'm drawn to games, uh, computer games that that try and promise you an ever-evolving, complete world. But for me, and complete universe, and that is something that game designers are always trying to strive yeah. for. And I think some of the best games have that. Tell me if you agree or not. Any games lovers, PS4, PS5, all that kind of stuff. But the major difference for me in, in uh, universe creation in games is the vital one of you're in control of your character within yeah. it. So you're having your own experiential sense of it mm -hmm. and you can decide which that is. So that yeah. has that, like those books I used to do, you choose yeah. your journey. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I can't see, you see for me, this is why I haven't gone to see it again, tell me where I'm wrong. I can't see anything enjoyable about being put in James Cameron's first person position no. of wandering through this world. No, and also when he does sort of, in a way, come out and stop trying to be James Cameron and, and sort of give the kids, for example, some dialogue and he gets them to say bro and cuz to each mm. other. And it's it's an old man's idea of what young people say. That's interesting. And so much of what is happening on the screen is an old man's idea. Right, so his idea of youth is yes. still spelt with an O-O-F. Yeah. Which is why the youngsters work so badly. And, and, uh. and, and somebody said to me, well, aren't the youngsters good? I've heard, I think it was Maddie said, I've heard that the youngsters are quite good. And I no, they're not, because they give them nothing to say except Curious, isn't it? Because I'd have thought that I think most of its audience is quite young. Um, someone here says, we have officially lost the great James Cameron. And on that point, I really liked Alita. Did he? I mean, he might have only been a producer on that, actually. Alita Battle or whatever it was. I thought that was actually surprisingly good. I love, I think Alien 2 is a much yeah. underestimated, brilliant sequel to yeah. Alien. Hated Titanic. Hated it. 
and hated the, was it the abyss he did? Uh, I wasn't a fan of that. But this person says, we've officially lost the great James Cameron to the creatively barren, visually whatever land of Pandora. It was nice knowing him. Yeah. I mean, we kind of have, because he's committed the rest of his life to making the other ones, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And because this has done such good money already, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's about to hit a billion. It's only yeah. been out a week and a half. But also, I mean, there's, I mean, I've said already, sorry to interrupt, yes. I've already said the thing about it was on in every screen in the cinema, but there's also nothing else out. So what, I mean, it was desperation in a way that took me to see it because right. I didn't like the first one. But so that's going to be a huge impact on its, yes. on its box office and footfall yes. there's literally fuck all else to go and I mean, see. there were a lot mm. of kids going into the other screens, especially the 3D screens when I was there. Mm. I thought there's nothing else for them to see. What are they going to go and see except this? Uh, Mark Commode, who uh, we don't always <laughs> see eye to eye with, no. but he, he of The Observer and he has the Komodo Mayo channel on YouTube. He says, astonishing, enthralling, exciting, immersive. Not. None of these words could sensibly be applied to the three and a quarter hour wet Smurfahontas Stodgathon that is Avatar. I do quite like that, Smurfahontas yeah. Stodgathon. And someone else says, the only development or evolution in Cameron's storytelling is to go from a film that's all about saving the rainforest to a film that's now all about saving the whales. Yeah, because it's a sequence where they God, well, nothing you've said and nothing I'm reading here makes me in any way want to go and see it. No. Uh, guys, what have we got wrong? Thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to add about the film? Was there any, what was the music like? Was, was well, it... I can't actually remember. It was, there was nothing sort of sufficiently sort of amazing moving. about it to even keep me involved in with that but oh. no but also i go back to and i hate to belabor a point but i honestly don't think definitely not in a film this long but you've got to have some humor in the writing you've got to have something I mean. yeah. and there is none especially in something that's so i mean that's one of the things i like about star wars it's camp it, yeah and at times it takes a bit i think one of the problems with star silly. Wars, can be silly yeah, silly. but there are a lot of people who who are a bit frustrated with marvel's guardians of the galaxy type shtick where everything has to be funny i, I think can see that they might have gone the other way yeah. but at least meet in the middle did show some sort of humor. well at least have more than one gag in three and a quarter exactly. hours i mean exactly. or have was there no comic foil character Slightly silly or stupid? No, absolutely wow. none. Okay. Absolutely none. Wow. Deadly, deadly serious. Yeah. The one tribe and the other tribe. The one well, tribe is the killer other. question is if, if you had to give it a well, score out of 100, what would you give it? Out of 100? Oh my God, that's a hard one. 10. Wow. Okay. For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.